Welcome to episode 20 of Riding in the Weeds with Jenny and Tash. We are here to talk about all things life related to bikes, horses, businesses, dream life, whatever it is. And today we are talking about future visioning. This is an add-on from our last episode where we talked about putting yourself where you want to be. And we really dug into being in your body, grounding, and just putting yourself where you want to be in the world so that you can get there. And that episode was all about being embodied. This episode is digging a little deeper into the mindset, into the future visioning, into what it means to choose to be where you want to be. So join us for this in-depth dive into the future. And how do we consciously create the life that we want to lead versus just letting the forces of life take us down and roll us around? So without further ado, Ginny, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tosh. How are you? I am doing good. I have a cute little furball at my feet who has fallen asleep. So I think we are good to go. I had a puppy delivery, so I'm pretty excited when my little puppy dog comes to stay. So we got an extra person on the podcast. Well, not a person, a dog on the podcast today. (laughs) And, you know, just on that note, right? Like that is a force. We could have given up because we don't know. We try and keep our podcast environment pretty predictable, pretty quiet, turn off notifications, all those sorts of things. And we have this unpredictable element in here and that's okay because we're just going to manage it. We're going to roll with it. I can't move because I keep running his foot over, but he's just curled up and gone to sleep at my feet. So we're going to call that a win and we're going to move into what does it mean to consciously choose the space that we're moving into. Last week, we talked about on the bike, on the horse, when you're dancing, when you're in a canoe, managing your body, managing yourself, and then allowing the forces that are are around you to just happen. And you knowing that the one thing that you can control is yourself. And now we're going to take a step further into that. How can we actually create the miracles that we want to create? How can we align to the future vision so that instead of just managing those forces, we actually start to perhaps eliminate them or even choose the experience that we're going to have. So something happens, is there a determined way when your husband does something that upsets you, you instantly react in this way? Is that a given or can we actually write our own story? Do we get to create the experience that we're having? Do we get to be a star in a movie that we're writing the script of? Or is it true that we basically, we can't control anything? Sure, we can be in our body. We can know that the forces are happening, but we're totally at the mercy of the things that are going on around us. So what do you think, Jenny? I think that this is really the next step to what happens after you really figure out how to be embodied, because the act of being embodied requires that we choose to pay attention to where our body is. And in our culture, in our world, we have so many reasons to not 
be present. We're constantly being pulled by social media. Our focus is being pulled in all kinds of different directions all the time. And so it really takes determination and focus to remain aware, to choose to remain aware of our bodies. And so this is the next level of that evolution is, are we choosing how we're going to respond to the world around us? Because just like being in the canoe, you can't change the water underneath you. It would be ridiculous to expect that you're going to do that. But what we can do is choose how we respond to it. And there's going to be times when you have to paddle like mad. And there's going to be times when you get to just ride and roll and not have to worry about putting in a whole lot of effort. The same is true on the bikes. The same is true in the horses. So that's how life works anyway. And so if we can take it to the next level and start to consciously decide how we're going to respond then we get to experience things in a way that can be a whole lot more pleasurable and without the stress because we don't have to worry about that and we don't have to put in the energy into fighting back against whatever's happening. Yeah, totally. Adding on to that, we can also make a decision about the type of person we want to be, about the type of experience we want to have, how we are choosing, what is our future person going to do? And that whole, well, when I'm successful, I will do. I actually saw a prompt the other day. It was on threads, the new thing. And it was like, if you were given a million dollars right now, what would you do? And I started thinking about that question. And I was like, well, I would pay off all my debts. And then I would sit down and I would create my retreats for Mexico and the Kootenays. And then I would get excited about building a new house in Mexico and then how I'm going to get to Fiji. And I stopped and I was like, so how does the million dollars that I don't have actually affect other than the paying off the debt? But I can start to do that right now, even if it's just a dollar a day. It really put me into that mindset of, okay, so I can be the person, how would the person who has a million dollars in their bank account, how would they behave? And I can actually be that person right now in this moment. If I'm talking about fitness, how does the person who weighs 10 pounds less, what are the decisions they make? Am I going to have a chocolate bar Or am I going to eat some vegetables? When I get up in the morning, what would the person who wants to be stronger at riding up a hill on their bike do? Are they going to jump on the computer and get straight to work? Or would they take their dog out for a quick 20-minute bike ride and pedal as hard as they can up the bike trail that's in their backyard? And it's really interesting when you start to put yourself in the place of the person who you want to be. And if I was a successful XYZ, if I am a strong, fit, fast biker who loves going uphill as much as I love going downhill, what decision does that person make in this particular moment? And then conversely, if I'm a bike rider who loves to ride my bike, if I enjoy biking every time I go out, no matter what happens on the bike ride, how am I going to respond 
when I don't make it over that rock roll or I don't do that thing perfectly or I have to cut my bike ride short because the dog's thinking that there's something in the woods and it doesn't want to ride with me anymore. Am I going to get frustrated and angry at the dog or am I going to be like, okay, cool. I get to go home early and watch a movie about biking. When you put yourself into the space of the person you want to be, if I am a loving wife, then when my husband does a certain thing that upsets me, how am I going to respond? Just now, my husband came and dropped off the dog at work. And I looked at him and I saw money in his hands and I thought, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing the laundry. And literally, Jenny heard it. I'm like, oh my goodness, you totally read my mind. I didn't tell him we needed the laundry done and he was out doing it. And I totally believe that I created that to happen based on other things that I have chosen and ways I've chosen to respond in our relationship I'm pretty sure if I'd gotten up this morning and sent him a text message saying, hey, you haven't done the laundry, we need the laundry done and I've got to go to work, that experience would not have been the same. Whereas by manifesting it, aligning with it and knowing that we're on the same page, we are progressively getting more and more on the same page. We also live in a very small environment and <laughs> it's hard to ignore the pile of laundry in the corner. Totally. So it's funny that you use that as an example, because I think the same thing really does happen with our pets. When we set up a situation and focus on the positive aspects, or as I like to call it, the slightest try from our pets towards a goal, we're more likely to get the behavior that we want. And the same thing works for ourselves. If we're going to set ourselves up for success and then take the slightest try and the slightest effort and keep rewarding ourselves for that while we're focusing on where we want to be, we're actually going to get there a lot faster than if we're, like you said, pestering, nagging, or berating ourselves when it isn't perfect right away and it doesn't look exactly like we expected it to. It's just setting ourselves up with an idea and then holding on loosely so that we can allow everything else around us to change and shift as it is going to do so that we can continue to take steps in the right direction. If you're walking through a river, a fast rushing water, you're going to walk, the water's going to push on you, but you're always going to keep trying to go to the place you want to go. You might have to adjust your path. You might hit a rock in the middle and need to go around or climb over, but you're always going to keep focused on where you want to go. It's not really any different in life. It's pretty much the same thing. Absolutely. And you're in your body. You're in the present moment. You're dealing with what is being thrown at you. When you're on a bike trail, the bike trail might not look the same as it did the day before or even half an hour earlier if the wind blew and a tree got knocked down or somebody else just went through and knocked a rock into the middle of the path. We can't control that, right? But if we're present, we're embodied, we're able to manage and respond in the moment to what's going on and because we've put that future vision in, because we've created that future experience that we want to have, we know how we're going to respond. Because to be that person that we've set ourselves up to be, to have that experience, to be in that movie that we've created, it requires us to respond and make decisions and take certain actions in order for that 
to happen. If we don't set ourselves up and we don't create that future experience, then we will respond in ways that afterwards we're like, why is it every time I fall off my bike, I throw a tantrum? I used to tell people, Getting off and walking is the number one skill to learn when you're riding your bike, like knowing when to get off and walk. And then when you get off and walk, you've got two choices. You can get off and be like, oh, I can't believe I'm walking again. I should be better than this. I've been doing this for so long and I suck at this and I think I'm going to give up. Or you can get off your bike and you can walk it like you'd ride it. And you can think about which brakes which and where you want to put your brake and where does the front wheel need to go and how fast and what's the line. And you can pretend that you're actually on your bike and walk it like you'd ride it. And you know what's going to happen is maybe the next time you're still walking it like you'd ride it. And maybe the next time, but eventually your brain is going to think that you've ridden it every other time in the past, because every time you get off, there's no gap between the stopping, getting off the bike, walking it like you'd ride it, jump back on as soon as you can. And that becomes seamless. Or you can have the memory of the tantrum that you throw every time you get to that spot on the trail. The brain will remember and the brain will hold on to that memory. Actually, last night we were doing a bike clinic. I was getting coached and it was crazy because we we're on top of this rock and I'm looking at it and I said to my coach, Pete, and I'm like, the problem I have is there's various things in town that I looked at when I was not as good a rider as I am now. And I remember them as that first time I saw it, I went, oh, no, I don't know if I can ever do that. And those are the things that I struggle with the most now, because this is a scary rock roll. And my husband has done it and I've watched him do it. And I've been like, oh, God, I don't think I could ever do that. And now I'm in a space where he's like, oh, 100%, you guys could all ride this. And I'm like, I don't disbelieve you. In fact, I know you're right. But I now have to get past 17, 20 years ago, me, like 25-year-old Tash going, I don't know, don't think I'll ever ride that. So if we cannot create that, then it's much easier to move forward. The exact same thing happens with the horses. And this is something that I struggle with in my relationship with my horse, because I have owned him now for that long. It's been 16 years and we do have a history of my confidence being very fragile and him dealing with a lot of fear issues, which triggered fear issues in me. And so my trainer frequently reminds me that he is not the same horse that he was, nor am I the same rider and making sure you're maintaining that perspective of what you really have accomplished in order to be able to set the future vision and then act as if and be able to embody that next step, it's hard. It is really, really hard, particularly when you're rubbing up against fear issues. I kind of have to laugh about the, what would you do if you had a million dollars question? Because I think if most people are honest, really, truly honest, if a million dollars landed in your bank account, the first thing you do is freak out because your nervous system can't handle that right? That's so big of a jump from where you are now to there that that influx would be overwhelming to our nervous system. So that's where acting as if does come in handy because you can practice 
and you can work on training your nervous system and training your body. Like, what would it be like if I were the kind of person that could go over these rock rolls or ride the horse in this way or go these places like this? And I know when I've really examined some of the big changes that I've made in my life and some of the sort of big steps that I've taken, I can see all of the little times that I thought about it and that I sat there and went, well, I wonder what it would be like if I were able to do this. That is as much of a part of the process as actually going and doing the thing. And if you skip over all of those steps of actually thinking about it and feeling into that sort of mentally, which also prepares your body, then you do miss a large part of the benefit of that because you can train your nervous system to be something more than where you are through all of those steps. It's one of the most underutilized tools, I think, that I've encountered with people and their pets and riding and riding bikes. I know we did an episode on intention a while ago, and this is really what this is about, is it's being embodied and having an intention, but it's not used nearly as much as it could be. The benefits are just massive. I can't even convey how much of an impact this could have on each person's life, if we were just even 10% more intentional and focused and having that future vision, it would be radical. It'd be crazy. We'd blow our own minds. Oh, absolutely. And I think we're so trained as well to just respond to the forces and there's going to be an economic crisis. So get scared. We're just trained to be there. You're bringing to mind a little mindset reset trick that uh, Mel Robbins actually introduced to me and it's about being conscious it's about celebrating but it's just as simple as asking yourself what is something good what's a win that has happened in the last three months what can I celebrate that has happened in the last three months and then bringing that to mind or journaling on it and then the second one is what about the last 24 hours what is something I can claim as like a solid win that happened in the last 24 hours and it's really cool because sometimes it takes a moment to be like, what do I want to claim as a win? And sometimes you're like, which one? (laughs) What should I say? I only get one. I've gotten things I could say. And it varies from day to day. And then what win am I going to claim that I'm going to create in the next three months? And I think that's where the magic is. But if you don't do the celebration first, the magic isn't quite as grounded and it's not as embodied because you've really gotten into the present. You've felt what it feels like to have created the wins. And you also start to say, hey, you know what? I said that I was going to create that. And I did this coaching program. I came up with this idea. I was like, you know what? I want to get some coaching. I'm going to create a program where I can get coached. And I was there and that has happened and that's a big win. So what am I going to say is going to happen in the next three months? And I play this game with my husband and it's really fun because it just brings us into the present. It embodies us with where we're at right now. It's such an easy exercise. You don't have to sit down and write a massive letter for a year from now or any of that stuff that can feel kind of daunting. It's just a really quick, you know what? I'm going to create this. And the more you do it, the less daunting that three month out feels. Because sometimes you feel like, well, what if I say something and it doesn't happen? Like what's realistic? And then you start being like, you know what? What's not realistic? (laughs) Like what's actually something that I'd really like to have happen and I'm scared isn't going to? Let's claim that. 
because then you're twisting that around. And instead of being in that fear base of, oh my God, I'm really worried that I'm not going to be doing X, Y, Z. You're saying, you know what? This is the thing that I'm going to create. And your brain goes, I don't know. And you're like, yeah, but we just did those other things. So you know what? I'm, it's just a thought. And there might be a rock in the way. You may have to change your path. You don't know where the river is going to flow. When you decide to pack up your entire life and move to Mexico, I find like last year when we came back from Mexico and I was like, we're leaving on the 4th of October. And there was a part of my brain that was just like, how are we going to do that? You think we can do this again? I don't know. But all those things that went wrong, like how are we going to make this happen? And and I just kept focus. 4th of October, we're leaving, we're leaving. And on the 4th of October, we didn't leave because there are a few logical reasons why let's just wait a couple more days, but we were going. And I honestly couldn't even believe that it was happening. And this year it's the same thing. I'm like, how are we going to get out of here? Do we have the money for gas? Is this going to happen again? And I know that it will because on the 4th of October, we got places to be. And it's time for us to actually start making the plan so that it becomes a little bit more concrete and that future vision is there. And quite honestly, if we don't leave, we're going to be really cold in our camper. So there's these very good end dates. The other thing I'll say to that too is when we left Mexico, we're now at the point where I don't even know how we've built the things on the property that we did. I don't know where the guy came from to clear the property. And I looked at my husband and I just said to him, you know, it's absolutely crazy that this is here because we didn't plan for this. We just said to be really cool if we put this here and let's build this. And I'm like, okay, so what are we building next year? Because I don't know how we built this. So let's just make sure that we've created the plan for what's coming next, because somehow it will magically materialize because this did. And I don't really know how it did, but we just set that intention and the people magically appeared. So I I really do believe that when we're conscious about it, when we are stepping in, we're choosing to be present, we're turning off all of those logical things that go on in our brain and we're just really embodying what it would feel like you can't lose yeah and what's funny is that it it makes me think of all of the times in our life where something has happened that we did not know would be possible five years ago we were told we had to leave the farm we were renting to find somewhere else to live well the farm we were renting was the business it was supporting me it was supporting our rent And it was my income and I was making a significant amount of money every month when the barn was filled and suddenly this was ripped out from under us. And we were given just over 90 days to find somewhere else to go and ended up buying a house. And if you had asked me at the beginning of that year, Hey, do you think you could own a house by the end of the year? I would have been like, well, no. Well, what are you smoking? Because that's some really great stuff. And yet it happened. And I have other examples of that in my life. But I think what is really key here is that when you're embodied and when you have the clarity of the vision or even just the intention, not even true clarity, but intention, if you don't worry about the how, then it's going to work itself out. 
But when you're on your bike, when you're on your horse, or when you're in life, if you are trying to manage the how constantly, you're going to have a rough ride. It's going to hurt and it's not going to be enjoyable because you're constantly going to be fighting against what's happening. But if you allow things to flow and you are simply responding in order to rebalance yourself, then things can flow freely. It takes a heck of a lot less energy and you simply keep doing the next thing in front of you that is the next best right step. We literally ended up buying a house with no money down. Our closing date was about one month after we had to be out of the other property, but we did it. And like I said, if you had asked me at the beginning of that year, I would have told you flat out, no, that you would have been crazy because we had already started talking to a realtor now and then we had actually started like, oh, well, well, that'd be cool. What if? And the realtors basically were like, well, you have no money. So no, you know, and then we got up against a wall and had to find somewhere else to go. And we just found the right people in the right places at the right time. And things just came together. And that's how it works. That's just how it works. And the more we can flow with that, the easier life is overall. Totally. Let's kind of sum that up. One of the things I tell people when they're riding their bikes is don't focus on what could go wrong. Focus on what you need to do to succeed. Heels down, strong core, look ahead. I got this. Heels down, strong core, look ahead. I got this. And I think that's what I love so much about getting coached is you are being given the thing to think about, right? Yes. This is what you need to do. Go and do it. Make it happen. Whether it's in business, whether it's on your horse, whether it's on your bicycle, whether you're at the gym, when you go to the gym and you have no idea what to do, you don't get anywhere. But when someone gives you the tools that you need to focus on how to succeed, your brain has two paths. And the train cannot run on two tracks at the same time. It can either run on the, this is going to be a train wreck. There's something on the tracks, or it can be a, how can I succeed? How am I going to manage this? And if you can keep yourself on the track of what do I need to do to succeed? What do I need to do to succeed? Then you will at least come through it mostly unscathed. Where you look is where you go. And The last couple of months have been a little bit of a challenge for me to stay focused on the, what do I need to do to succeed? How do I keep this going? And I think going into the next couple of years, that's going to be where we're all at is how do I keep this going? And you look at people who thrive in the most challenging situations. And then you look at the people that are just sitting there watching the news going, I'm going to hit the wall. I'm going to hit the wall. I'm going to hit the wall. And you're spending so much time not focusing on what you're going to succeed at, then what's the guaranteed result, right? So I think at the end of the day, when the forces are there, how do I move through this? What do I focus on? What is the future experience I want to have? What is the vision? Where am I going? What do I want it to look like? I've always joked with my riding trainer that I wished I could have a cardboard cut out of her with a recording that I could play while I was riding because it is so helpful to have someone there that can coach you and support you in those moments. But all they're really doing is reminding you of that clarity of vision. And yeah, sometimes they're telling you things that you truly have forgotten or things that you don't know, but it really isn't any more complicated than them having the vision 
so that you can have the vision. And that is what's important about getting coached is that your coach is there, your trainer, the dog trainer, your business coach, fitness coaches, they are there to hold a vision so that you can embody the vision for yourself. And that's the beauty of receiving coaching. But we can do that for ourselves in everyday life. But it's a choice. We just have to make that conscious choice. And I think that's the perfect place to sum this up with is 100%. We have choice. We do not have to react. We get to respond. And that is the how. Future visioning, it's all about that how and responding in the way that we want to respond. So with that, I am Natasha Lockie. You can find me online at Betty Go Hard on Instagram. And what I do in the world is I help women have more confidence so they can have more fun in their life. They can live the dream life they want. They can ride the bikes in the way that they want, find flow, create business, and really so that you can just enjoy your life. Confidence isn't something we're born with. It's something that we work on and it won't find you. It's something that you get to find when you take daily actions and make the decisions and choices that will lead to the life that you want to live. What about you, Jenny? Yeah, I'm Jenny Brandon. I am an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too. You can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com and on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the same handle. I help support pet owners with their challenges with their pets and relationship, behavioral and health issues so that you can get back to harmony with your pets and enjoy life again. So thank you so much for joining us here today. We loved having you and having this conversation together. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Leave us a review. We would love to hear from you if you have any topics you'd love us to talk about. So let us know, and we'd be happy to dive in. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.